Hey friends, welcome to the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast, a podcast that's not about growing marijuana or gardening, but is about living in radical faith and full submission to God. I'm sure glad you're here. The Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things podcast is hosted by me, Connie Lawson, and airs Mondays and Fridays on your favorite podcasting platform. Be sure to check me out on social media, both Instagram and Facebook at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. You can also go to our website at blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com to leave your prayer requests or a comment and to read our blog whenever I write one, which is not very frequently because speaking is my jam, not writing. Anyway, I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this show started. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Connie, with the Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast. I am so glad that you're listening today, and I am looking forward to diving into the Word of God with you. So we had been on a little kind of study or just time of talking about suffering and trials, and so I thought it might be sort of fitting if we left that topic and now went over to the topic of healing. I have been in my own journey of suffering and struggles and healing for quite a while, really since the age of 28, and I'm getting ready to be 37 here very soon in the next few weeks. So it's been a good good few years. And as I've walked down this path of coming out of It's not so much we come out of suffering and trials because really, you know, we're never going to be done with those on this earth in this life. But what we do is as we go through things, we are healing or we have the potential to heal with the help and power of Jesus Christ. And as we heal, then things that used to um, shake our faith and keep us stuck and slow us down you know, they become not as easy to impact and influence our lives. So healing isn't as much about getting to a certain place, like a place of blessing or a a smooth pasture or a bed of roses, as it is really becoming a person of strong, godly character. Because strong, godly character is what's necessary to help us be able to handle the ups and downs of life and in different seasons the downs and the further downs of life because we all know that life can be particularly trying you know in some seasons way more than others but as we talked about you know the trials and the purpose of trials and we move over we transition over into healing I have decided to take the Israelites from scripture back around the time when they were kind of in their Egypt, getting ready to be delivered, then they were delivered, and then after they're delivered, we have the whole Red Sea incident where Pharaoh, you know, is swallowed up by the Red Sea after the Israelites cross. Then we have this time where they're in this wilderness, and I feel like the wilderness, the barrenness, is their place of healing. I feel like the promised land 
is kind of that destination that they get to at the end. So maybe, yeah, maybe just destination, but that wilderness is like the most important area because they're out of the desperation, the trial, the suffering aspect of it. They've been delivered, but now that they're delivered, they have to learn to be healed. And we often think of healing as this miraculous thing that happens and we had a problem and now we don't. We were addicted to drugs and God freed us. We were addicted to pornography and now we're not. We were uh, angry all the time and God took that away. We, we often figure or and picture and want and desire for healing to be fast, for it to be quick, for it to be uh, immediate. But really healing is probably the longest and the hardest part of the journey. And that's because in order to heal, we have to take on the full responsibility of everything that's been done to us, everything that we have chosen to do, all of the work that needs to be done to rewrite the story, not to change it, but to rewrite its effects on our life and our heart and our mind. We are the ones that has to that have to accept the responsibility to see it through, to get the help, to not quit when it gets hard. And so in this just little time of discussing what healing really is, I'm going to be drawing from the Israelites in the wilderness. And they spent, well, actually they spent 40 years there and then they died. So we're going to talk about how not to kind of, in, in essence, die in your wilderness before getting to your destination. But there's so many principles that we can learn from them in the wilderness about God and his overall arching plan for healing and restoration, his promise for healing and restoration, and how it is possible in any situation to have healing and restoration. And we're going to talk about what that looks like because it's not what you think. It's not always this immediate fix. It's not always this immediate deliverance. Sometimes it's not ever a deliverance or a fixing of something that's wrong. Sometimes we carry a burden and a struggle until the day we die. But this key scripture I want us to hold on to throughout this journey is going to be Exodus 23 verses 29 and 30. And I'm going to read this in the Amplified Classic Edition today. And so it's going to be pretty wordy. But it says, I will not drive them out before you in a year, lest the land become desolate for lack of attention and the wild beasts multiply against you. But little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased and are numerous enough to take possession of the land. That verse just gives me, those verses give me chills. There's so many important things in there. So in this episode of the podcast, we're going to kind of just dissect this, these two verses here to kind of lay the foundation for what I'm going to be talking with you guys about in the future. So this time in scripture is, like I said, it's around the third month 
after the Israelites have been delivered from their bondage in Egypt to the Egyptian Pharaoh. Okay, this is right around the time where Moses was called by God out of his 40 years in the desert, in the backside of the desert, where he, you know, he was sent or he ran to after he kind of did his own thing back when he was growing up. And so we have him now kind of being put over the Israelites as their leader. And he has worked with God and his brother Aaron to bring them out through the Red Sea. They are in the desert now, in the wilderness. They're wandering through it, but they're not slaves anymore. But just because they're not slaves doesn't mean they know how to be free. And just because they're not in bondage doesn't mean that they're ready really to give up everything in their minds and in their coping and in their spiritual lives that, you know, that they relied on in their bondage. And so this wilderness experience is where they are going to learn. They are going to grow. They are going to experience what it means to be free and how they have to act to be free. What is necessary for them to keep and maintain their freedom? How they are to live and conduct their lives as healthy individuals. Because you don't just grow up in total poverty, in total desolation, and then know what to do with a lot. No, you have to learn. Because we are creatures that, you know, we, our lives are shaped by what we experience, by what we know. And so if we know one thing only, let's say it's abuse, rejection, anger, going without then we are not going to know what to do with love and tenderness and grace because we never grew up in an environment where we were able to figure out how we relate to situations, how we think, how we process, how we, all of those things. We don't just know those things. We have to be taught. And people that have bad coping mechanisms or that have unhealthy um you know, lifestyles or they're, they're learned, they're learned behaviors, whether they're learned by a willing participant or it's something that's ingrained in you through, like I said, abuse through something that you didn't want, but you didn't have a choice. Anything that we experience is kind of inputting into us. Um, it, you know, it's, it's a form of teaching whether or not we want it, whether or not we asked for it, it, it changes who we are. And so in order to know how to be healed, in order to experience healing and freedom, we have to learn how to do that. And learning how to do things, new things, is hard, especially when it encroaches on the internal territory of what we have done and the walls that we have built to protect ourselves from the things that we are secretly afraid of. Or the sins that we secretly commit. Everything that we do in our lives has a reason for why we do it. And even if it's a reason that we're not aware of on a conscious level, there are subconscious walls that our hearts have built up. There are subconscious ways that we think and patterns um, to our minds and coping mechanisms and ways we do things to protect ourselves. And Jesus knows all of this. And so the wilderness experience is very important because it's in the wilderness when we're taken away from all of the surrounding participants of life 
and it's just us and God. And there's time to kind of wander about and address things little by little. That we start to understand that there's more to life, there's more to relationships, there's more to Jesus than we ever thought possible. And so in this verse, when it says, I will not drive them out before you in a year, I think that's pretty uh, funny, actually, that that the Lord gives like this timeline. Um, And what he's essentially saying is, no, it's not going to be quick. So this is the Lord speaking to the Israelites, and he's saying, I will not lead them out or drive them out before you in a year. So it's going to take a while. So the first thing that we have to understand in healing is that, yes, some healing is miraculous. But generally speaking, God is a God that takes time to heal you. He takes time to heal you because the process is important to God. Because the process is where God is found by us. When we get a miracle, miracles are great and there's a place for them. But really, when we get an an instantaneous miracle, I'll call it instantaneous because I think healing in general is a miracle itself, regardless of how long it takes. But instantaneous healing is instant. That means that's all that there is. If you had cancer and you're healed, you don't have cancer. So that's great. It's, It's comfortable, but there isn't anything else to be gained. But when you have cancer and you continue to have cancer, but the Lord is slowly, slowly over time through chemo, through radiation, through this, the sickness that you get through the, um, you know, the, the time and the money and the, and the, just the toll that it takes on your body through that, he is changing you on a deep, deep level. And through that, you are experiencing him and he is slowly healing your body. There is that there's a, a just a purpose and there is just so much to be gained through going through that in that process that's so important to God that we miss out on when we just get this instantaneous healing. But there's another side to that too. So let's say you have cancer and you're going through it and you're being changed by God, but then you're not healed and ultimately you die. Would you say that that wasn't healing? Because there wasn't a a physical fixing of the problem. I would say no, that it doesn't mean it's not healing. That healing isn't the fixing of a physical problem as much as it, the process, that healing leads us to Jesus. The process of healing is being changed on such a deep and internal level that the physical fixing of the problem isn't really the issue anymore. It's what is gained through the process that one is able to be changed and be new and be found in Christ and find Christ. That's the process and the purpose of healing. Now, sometimes we do get physically fixed, whatever that may be, money we need, a healing we need, a relationship saved, whatever. But sometimes the healing, as I have learned in my own life, That when we get what we wanted, that would be shortchanging what God really wanted to do. It would be a cheap version of healing. 
Sometimes healing involves death. Sometimes it involves loss. Would I say that I was healed through the death of my three children? Yes, I would. If there was one of those children that that is dead, that was actually alive right now, I would say to you at this place in my life that it was a cheap version of healing because it was necessary. The process for me, the process for my relationship with the Lord, the process for my healing demanded the cost of my three children because God in his sovereignty decided that that's what needed to be done. And so any time that we shortchange that or that we, you know, demand that we get something when it isn't what God is ultimately wanting, we are taking a cheap version of healing because healing is knowing the person of Jesus Christ and being known by the person of Jesus Christ. It is not being fixed physically. And so in this verse, he's, he's right off the, the, the front side, just telling us it's not going to be quick. Lest the land become desolate for lack of attention. So that's the next thing is this verse shows us that it's not quick to heal and it takes attention to detail to heal. So just as our lives have many different situations and circumstances that have affected us, we have to give attention to them. We have to spend time on them. We can't bypass something because we don't want to have to deal with it or we feel like, you know, it's taking too long or it's too painful or it's too hard or it's too stupid or whatever. No, he's saying that in order to be healed, you have to be willing to put the time in and pay the attention to the things that God is going to reveal to you that needs healing. And you're not going to be able to do that all at once. And if you don't pay attention to the areas in your life that he's showing you need healing, then the wild beasts are going to multiply against you. So what that shows us is a cycle of defeat. A person in bondage lives by the same reoccurring habitual patterns of living and thinking and acting. Okay? so. You know, you've heard the saying, angry people hurt people, hurt people hurt people. All of those those types of behaviors, they are just somebody doing the same thing because of the past. They do the same thing because of the past. They do the same thing in every situation. They've been married five times and every marriage ends the same way. They can't ever figure out or understand why. When really, if you go back, they've never paid attention to the parts of them that aren't working. And you can't pay attention to five different things at once. When you're healing, it's painful. We think of of healing, again, like I said, as this comfortable, instantaneous fix, and it's not. It's a very painful journey. If you have surgery, because if we're actually realistically thinking about it, if you have abdominal surgery, you've got the, the cancer out, you've got the that, you know, the sickness out, but in order to get better, you have to lay on that bed and feel that pain and have that, you know, terrible agony where you can't sleep and you can't eat and you can't go to the bathroom because nothing is working right. And then you have to relearn to do this and relearn to do that. It takes time and it's painful. And so the first little bit of your journey after surgery is not going to be working on getting up and walking around and riding a bicycle. 
No. It's going to be getting through the day and starting to take less pain medication. And then it's going to be, you know, learning to get up and go to the bathroom without needing assistance. And then it's going to be learning to eat a little bit at a time. And so over a period of time, you're addressing another thing and another thing, but not before the previous thing is done being dealt with. Because when we don't pay attention to the pain in our lives, to the bad habits we have, to the wrong thought patterns, they're going to multiply and and attack us and we're never going to get anywhere because we can't bypass our past just because we want to get to our future. Then in verse 30, it says, little by little, I will drive them out before you. So again, it goes back to saying, who is the person that delivers? Who is the person that brings healing? It's God. I will. I will. It's him. It's not doctors or medication or effort or doing it enough or doing it good enough or trying hard enough. Now, those things are necessary, but they are not the source. The source of healing is God alone. God uses other things, medication, doctors, procedures, hospitals, therapists, whatever, banks, money, jobs, children, but they are not the source. The source is God. You play a part, but the source is God. And God is the one that is going to little by little, not a lot by a lot, and most of the time not instantaneously. He is going to drive them out before you. And what is them? I think them you know, of course, in this scripture, it's referring to all of the people, the clans, the tribes that were inheriting the promised land that were wicked groups of people. And he was going to one by one drive them out. But there's a really two-tone spiritual look, if I like, to this story. If you're reading the story of the Israelites, you can totally see that the little by little, the driving them out is all of the parts of us that are engrossed in the past in a dysfunctional or a sinful or a non-helpful way. And little by little, he's untangling that knot. Little by little, he's undoing what's been done to us. Little by little, he's driving them out. Driving them out can be depression, fear, anxiety, overeating, bad habits, insecurities, addictions, relational troubles. Little by little, he will drive them out. Until you have increased and are numerous. Now, this part of the verse is speaking to strength. In order to increase, you have to have room. And in order to have room, things have to be driven out. But then when things are driven out and you have room and you increase, then the good things become numerous. And when they're numerous, then you're stronger. And you're stronger in a better way, in a healthy way, in a spiritually strong way. And so then that makes you ready to go in and take possession of the land. Now the land is a destination. It's already yours. It's already promised to you. But you have to do the work to get there. And the work to get there is being healed by God so that you become strong enough to be able to take possession of the land. And so this verse gives us hope to know 
that God is very honest with us about healing. That it is probably the hardest thing you'll ever do in your life. But from this stance and exodus that the Lord gives us, it's a promise that it can happen. It's a promise that he will bring to fulfillment if we trust in him and we obey his commands and we lean on him. And so I want you to be completely filled with hope, knowing that healing for you, whatever your story is, whether it's a story of things that have been done to you or bad decisions that you have made, there is nothing and no one that can separate you from the love of Christ if you choose to accept it and from the healing and the redemption that Christ wants to offer you if you choose to hold on to it and not let it go. Jesus Christ loves you, regardless of what you've done, and he wants you to come to him and to lay all of your sorrows and your burdens and your sins down at his feet. He wants to make you new. Loving Jesus isn't silly, it isn't overrated, it isn't pointless, but it isn't painless either. Loving Jesus is probably the most painful thing I've ever done, but the most rewarding. And I know that you too can choose to trust in Jesus with all your heart, to lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him and let Him direct your paths. Friend, trust Jesus for the healing you need today. And join us next time as we dig deep into the issues that keep us stuck when it comes to healing and how to get over those things, how to face them down, how to put them in their place and to accept our place with Jesus on this journey to healing. You are important, you are special, and you are loved by the God of the universe more than any man. And that's the way it should be. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, and comment to this podcast. Tell your family and friends and have them join this community of believers and non-believers looking for hope in Jesus. I'll see you next time. Blessings. Blessings.